Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Thursday, August 6th. Uh, Today, we're going to finish out our week um, in the book of Titus again, Um, slowly making our way backwards through Titus. We started in the last verse of Titus. Yesterday, we're in chapter 2. Today, I want to finish in chapter 1 with um, maybe we could call it the flip side of the coin. Um, In chapter 3 and chapter 2, we talked about Um, uh, again, for memory, let our people learn to devote themselves to good works for pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. Um, today in chapter one, I'm going to read to, uh, I'm going to read to us, uh, verse chapter one, verse, um, 15 and 16, um, because this talks about being unfit for any good work. And so yesterday we prayed together that God would, um, show us what good works to do and that we would um, uh, sort of hunt good works down, that we would be eager to do good works. Um, so today I'm going to show us um, something that um, makes us unfit to do good works. So uh, Titus chapter 1, uh, starting in verse 15, to the pure, everything is pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. In fact, both their mind and conscience are defiled. They claim to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for any good work. That is the word of the Lord from uh, the book of Titus. So um, I am sure that that uh, last verse that I read, they are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. You're probably looking at that right now on the coffee mug that you're drinking your coffee with. That is, it's a, one of those wonderful, encouraging youth camp t-shirt verses um, that, <laughs> but it is, it, the reality is that it, it is here in this text. And I think it is be, because of that, uh, because the, the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write it, it is definitely worth our attention, even though it's, it's a rather uncomfortable verse. Um, So let's set the context again. Remember, Paul is writing to Titus. He is trying to equip Titus to be a good elder, a good leader um, in the church in Crete. And that means preparing him for um, not only the good, but preparing him for the bad. In other words, Titus, you're going to have church members um, who raise a ruckus with um, their foolishness. Uh, You're going to have church members uh, in verse 10. He talks about the need. Um, to silence them because they are ruining entire households by teaching what they shouldn't in order to get money dishonestly. That's verse 10. Um, up in, uh, Also in verse 10, it starts off, there are many rebellious people full of empty talk and deception. Um, and then verse 11 is where it talks about his need to silence them. Um, it, uh, it, it frames uh, for, uh, for an elder. Um, it frames his character as uh, in verse nine, he needs to be all of an elder and overseer of God's household needs to be all of these things, not arrogant or hot tempered, not an excessive drinker or a bully. And all of that is that so that he will be able to both encourage with sound teaching. Okay. So um, you encourage with sound teaching, those people who are willing to receive that sound teaching, uh, who are fearful or, or sort of um, back down and not sure what next step they should take. You should encourage them with sound teaching. But he also talks about people who are not willing to hear. You need to refute those who contradict your sound teaching is what 
Paul says to Titus. And so that is the context of where he gets in verse 15, where he says, To the pure, everything is pure, um, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. In fact, both their mind and conscience are defiled. They claim to know God, but deny him by their works. All right, this is where I want us to settle down today and meditate because it says, because they claim to know God, but deny him by their works, that they are detestable and disobedient and they are unfit for any good work. Now, what are we talking about here and how should that inform the way that we pray towards doing good works? Well, um, the first thing is we have a claim for someone who, who knows God. In other words, these are people who are claiming to know Jesus. They are putting a Christian picture on something that is very unchristian. Um, they deny him by their works. Now, in particular, he's talking about this um, circumcision party or these false teachers um, who would say that uh, in order to, um, uh, well, in this context, they are trying to exploit the message of Jesus and make uh, make money from it, um, come to unrighteous wealth and, and monetary gain from it. Um, we won't get quite into the particulars of that. But uh, Paul's point to Titus is you need to watch out for these folks because they are going to claim some of the th- same things that you claim. They're going to claim to know God, but you will know you will know that they don't know God because they deny them by their works. In this case, because they are greedy. Um, But there are lots of ways that we can claim to know God but deny him by our works. Um, I mean, just run down the list of sins from from, uh, pride, um, lack of of humility. Um, I mean, you could go over in chapter 1 to look at the qualifications for an elder and see some of the actions Um, because this is what he's talking about. You must be blameless so that you can confront these people. Um, Not arrogant. So if we claim to know God, but we are arrogant, if we claim to know God, but we are hot-tempered, if we claim to know God, but we are an excessive drinker, if we claim to know God, but we are a bully, if we claim to know God, but we are greedy for money, if we claim to know God, but we are not hospitable, if we claim to know God, but we do not love what he says is good, If we claim to know God, but we are not sensible, are not righteous, are not holy. If we claim to know God, but we are not self-controlled. If we claim to know God, but do not hold to the faithful message as was delivered to us in the scripture. Then we are denying God by our works. Because our works will come, our works will show us to not actually believe that God is who he says he is. And that, Paul goes on to write to Titus here, that makes us unfit for any good work. Now, that does not mean that we can't do a good work. Okay? It doesn't mean, you know, that an atheist can't do good things or that a person who is usually mean or a person who is given to excessive drinking cannot do something and say, wow, that was a good work. That was a very kind thing you did. That was a very compassionate thing you did. That's not what it means. It means that we are, it says that we are unfit for any good work, meaning that the work that when when we do a good work, when we find ourselves in those categories, unfit, that are that are that our actual demeanor, the working out of what we do is different from 
our claim to know God. That means that we are not doing good works because we know God. We are doing works in spite, doing good works in spite of not knowing God. It is, it, is, um, it is the atheist borrowing from the Christian morality. It's not that atheists can't do good things. It's not that bad people can't do some good things. It's that they do them in spite of being bad. But for the Christian, for those that know God, our good works must consistently flow from our connection, our relationship to God. Our good works flow from knowing God. And that is consistent through the rest of Paul's letter to Titus, where he ends up in chapter 3. Here is the gospel. Here's how you have been redeemed. And therefore, good works are going to come off of that. And you need to go out and be eager for them and hunt them down. So today, in chapter 1, we get the flip side of that. We get the warning, as it were. And the question, the self-reflection here, would be to ask, do I give off the appearance of knowing God? Do I make the claim to know God? And yet, by my life, I actually, by my works, what I do, I actually deny him. And the good works I do, am I fit for those good works? Now, how are we fit for good works? We're fit for good works when we believe that Christ died in our place, when the Holy Spirit fills us um, to, to the pure, everything is pure. We are fit for good works when it's the Spirit that motivates those good works for the glory of God. That's when we're fit for good works. So the question is, do my usual works, do they line up with my claim to know God? Because if they don't, when I do a good work, I will have to do them in spite of my lifestyle which is detestable and disobedient and needs repentance. And so City Church, let's pray in that direction today. Is my claim to know God, is it verified by my good works or is it contradicted by my works? Is my claim to know God verified by my works or is it contradicted by what I do? Let's be silent and pray. Heavenly Father, many of us get feel very torn when we start to examine the works in our lives. Many of us feel torn because we love you and yet there is this frustrating pattern in our life of choosing not to do good. Romans 7, the good that we want to do, we don't do. And the evil that we don't want to do, we end up doing. Who will free us from this body of death? Christ does. And so, Father, in the morning that might happen over this verse today, will you give the people of City Church quick repentance, knowing that you are a good father who welcomes home the prodigal. The point is not us feeling bad for a life that doesn't match our claims. 
The point is, Father, when we see that, that we know that you died for that hypocrisy. You paid the price for it on the cross so that we could come back to you. And Father, in that returning, you fill us with your spirit so that we can, so that we can be fit for good works, so that we can be people who learn to devote ourselves to good works for the pressing needs so that we will be fruitful. Father, thank you for your faithfulness to us when we are unfaithful to you. You have been so gracious to make us in your image. You have been so gracious through your son to remake us into your image, into the image of your son, to use us as your ambassadors to the world. And you are faithful to us even when we are unfaithful to live that out. And so let us with that love in mind Let us now repent on walks, on runs, in cars, in living rooms, in kitchens, wherever this is being listened to. Repentance and faith. Repentance from our inconsistent lifestyle and faith in you, the God who welcomes us home and says, will you just open up and let me Let me do something with your life that makes a difference to the world and proclaims my glory. Father, make that our attitude, repentance and faith today. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.